0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves. Now,
2: back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game.
0: Her, but she's looking at you.
2: YouTube can't hear this dude I don't I mean if I still had my man card if it hadn't been shredded
3: long ago I would yield it because I'm ready I'm excited for the halftime show I am too man can I can I predict something card gone can I I never had one Uh, can I let's be be real Um, no I, I, I have a prediction for Super Bowl Sunday okay People that like Rihanna or pop music are going to enjoy the halftime show. Of course. People that do not like Rihanna nor pop music are going to hate the halftime show. Yeah, that's uh, lock that in. Well, and I, I think the uh, line of the demarcation, of age-wise,
2: is probably about fifty. If you're north of fifty, Ooh. and I'm north of fifty, right? But I'm I'm Have a young been. soul when it comes to music. I love pop music still, right? But older folks will be like. What's a Rihanna? Right. Last year Give I me watched Springsteen. Totally. I, last year I watched the uh, Super Bowl with my father in law, and he's <laughs> he's north of seventy, and so uh, there was a lot of huh, like you know, with the <laughs> QR code, code with Dr. and Doctor commercial Dre. and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Anyways. anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for that, Spadone. It's okay. Kyle in for Mark today, and uh, it's Willard and Divs on 95.7 The game. 888 It's also the Xfinity Mobile text line if you want to weigh in via text or on the phones. We're talking about the big news from yesterday. James Wiseman traded to the Detroit Pistons and in return in a convoluted four-team mega-swap. Gary Payton II comes home. The much-beloved GP2 joins the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors go from a mostly empty roster spot. James Wiseman, a player who only mustered 21 games this year, 12 and a half minutes a night. James Wiseman not being used. And so in place of giving up on James Wiseman, you acquire a player who is very usable. He's a champion. He's a defensive stalwart. And he's a guy who can hit... An open corner three. Did the Warriors give up on Wiseman too soon? And did the GP2 acquisition put the Warriors over the top? We'll go to the phones in just a second, but I'm a firm believer in bros before phones. Of course. So I'm going to go to my bro. He shares a birthday with me. We're separated by a couple of decades, but it's the same day. Kyle Madsen, those two questions. Yeah. Did they give up on Wiseman too soon? And did this acquisition put them, quote, over the top?
3: No and yes. Let's go to the phones. All right. No, <laughs> James in no. <laughs> Chicago.
2: James, how you doing here on ninety five seven? The game. I'm pretty good. How are you guys? I'm oh, better now, James. 100.
4: Better now. What's going on? Well, I'm I'm a longtime fan of the Warriors, and I got to say this: the system is defensive. They gave up on James Wiseman too soon because he's offensive. Rookies come in offensively. I think offensively, when he goes to Detroit, you're going to see that he's really good offensively. Now, does he miss defensive rotations? Of course he does. Every rookie does. In the offseason, you don't practice defense. You practice offense. He was practiced as a guard in college. He's going to be guard heavy. They're going to use him the way he needs to be. I think a lot of Warrior fans are going to be upset because he's it, even in when he was with uh, the Nets game, he scored 30 points. When they see that he comes out offensively and can do offensively what he can do, they're going to be like, oh, my God, we gave up on him too soon. But they're looking at it as uh, from the coaching standpoint that defensively he's lacking. And defensive deficiencies is what he's going to give up when he goes to the championship. In the playoffs, you win by defense in the championship you win by defense. I think defensively they look for Gary Payton because he can stop you in the in the playoffs. He can help you win a championship. But I think offensively you're gonna see that James Wiseman when he goes to the Pistons is a great offensive player. Now defensively he's gonna lack a little bit. Right. But mm-hmm. you gave the exchange for defensive right now but offensive later. The one thing that drives me crazy because I listen to your show all the time is people always like we can't waste uh, Steve. I mean, we can't waste Steph Curry right now. Yeah, but basketball is a team sport. So what happens to the rest of the team? Are you just going to give up on them because you don't want to waste Steph Curry?
2: No, and thank you for that, James. I'm glad you asked that question because you're not wasting anybody's. Peak years, but you look at James Wiseman, and Draymond Green said this very well on his podcast, that it might be three years until James Wiseman becomes that player. He mentioned the game where James Wiseman had 30 points. He was 12 of 14 from the floor in a game against Brooklyn that they lost by 30 points. And it wasn't even that close. James Wiseman played 27 minutes and 48 seconds. It was a game where... The Warriors got blown out early. They got blown out often. That's the kind of games that he can have in Detroit. And if he does that, that's great. He's going to grow. He is a player offensively who can do a lot of things. But right now, this Warriors team needs more than that. They don't need James to go out and score 30 for them. What they needed was for him to go out there and score 8-10 to 10 and play sturdy defense, get rebounds, and block shots. None of
3: those things he was doing. And to that last caller's point, those are things that you kind of develop and pick up over playing for sure. But there's also like a a level of instinct and feel to it that I just don't think James Wiseman had, which is why that development curve might be so much steeper than it would have been for Kevin Durant or, or not Kevin Durant, but uh, Kevin Garnett or somebody that he got compared to. So I I think it's going to be great for him to be in a spot where he can play. That's just that, that, Time was never going to match up with the Warriors where it was going to be worth it for them to pay him what he was going to cost to keep him. So maybe he develops into an all-star and I'm rooting for him for that. Like, I I want that for him. But I think the Warriors did the right thing for this year because is Gary Payton II a Kevin Durant-level move? No. But we know that he helps this team win a championship. He did it, checking, less than a year ago. Exactly, June. In June, like eight, ten, eight, eight months ago. Exactly. So, I I I thought they should have never let GP two walk to begin with, and this was to me the right kind of move. He's going to help them on both ends of the floor. He doesn't need thirty minutes a night. You can slot him in. He can defend multiple spots. Um, he can shoot it a little bit. He's going to. He's going to catch lobs. He's going to create points off of steals. The Warriors posted a, like eight-minute Gary Payton II highlight video, and there were a bunch of plays in there where it's like, hey, GP2 playing great defense, easy layup or dunk on the other end. And
2: you look at what Gary Payton did last year. Gary Payton II didn't play a lot in terms of minutes a night. He played about 16 minutes a night, and you're going to expect about the same sort of Output. And again, if you get into the playoffs, you get into a series where defense does start to matter more, mm-hmm. that's where Gary Payton II's impact will truly be felt. We all talk about how you got to have an elite defensive team to win the NBA championship. Well, I ran the numbers, Kyle, of the last 10 years oh. of NBA champs. And you go back to 2014, the Spurs won the title. They were sixth in the league in defense. That's an elite defensive team. And again, this is based on points per game allowed in the regular season the warriors first championship year they were 15th Mm -hmm. in defense first in offense the warriors in 2017 11th in defense first in offense the next year the second year of kd 18th in defense first in offense milwaukee in 2021 22nd in defense first in offense Last year, the Warriors were a team that was elite defensively, third in the regular season in points per game allowed, 15th in offense. So last year's Warriors team, a little bit of a trend breaker in terms of the fact that their offense wasn't as good as their defense last Mm -hmm. year in the regular season, and yet they won the championship. So this year's Warriors team, as you look right now, they are number two in points per game scoring. Offensively, oh. Defensively, they're 26th. So can they get to that middle-of-the-road spot where the first time they won the chip when they were 15th in defense? Mm-hmm. If the Warriors get to a middle-of-the-pack defensive team but have a top-two offense, can that win this year in a very difficult Western Conference? So can
3: they play that level, let's say, top-12-ish? Defense. In defense the rest of the way? Because I don't know if there's enough time for them to get there in a year-long statistical sample. But can they just do that the rest of the way? And the big the big deal about the teams in, in you mentioned their first year with Kevin Durant, I think it was, they were 18th, and then the 2015 year they were middle of the pack. Yeah. But what those teams could do was, hey, winning time, Fawcett's shutting off. Like that, that seven. A lot of those third work.
2: quarters, Dubcon Yikes. 3, we talked about yeah. when
3: we were doing Jello
2: and Dibs, that those third quarters where they would win 35 to 16 right. and completely,
3: like you're saying, turn their water off. Yeah. And that's, can they, can this team do that? It ha- like it has to start at some point. I don't, I think the switch flipping, the switch flipping, I think the switch flipping happens over a course of time. It's not like they're gonna hit the playoffs and go, okay, we're good defensively now. Can you start that now? Can you get to that point now? Can you start defending without fouling? Can you can you stop turning the ball over on offense? You you and Bonte were talking after the changeover. It's those live ball turnovers, man. They see I, I I, it feels like it's not this many, but it feels like they give up 16 points a game off live ball turnovers. Exactly. It, it's a it's lot fewer. Yeah, and
2: just in terms of if they could become a top 10 defense, that's six points a game allowed of a difference. So it's a mm-hmm. pretty significant change. To your point, can they get to that spot where you head into the playoffs, assuming that they can make the playoffs? I know nothing's guaranteed, but can you start to be a team that only gives up 110 a night? Because right now you're giving up 118 a night and the 10th ranked team in terms of points a game allowed is 112.2 the memphis grizzlies are giving up 112 a game so you'd have to give up only about 108 a game the rest of the way to get your team into that spot does gary payton the second provide that sort of a lift defensively sf bay drummer is on the phones and he wants to talk about the wiseman trade what are you doing drummer
5: What's up, man? Just taking a break at work. What's up, Diz? What's up, Kyle? What's up, bro? Um, You know, I'm kind of happy that GP2 is back. um, Like, with Kaminga and Draymond and GP2, we have game records where I believe they can lock stuff up now. And um, we won't see these teams going on these crazy runs. We'll be able to stop it, like, you know, like very expeditiously. Um, And then also, you know, I'm happy that Wiseman got to move on. I'm kind of mad that he's gone. I I really wanted to see... Like a big man really get utilized in uh, Golden State, but you know it's not the time now. But uh, hopefully he does grow, and then it'll be really funny if he, you know, becomes a free agent, and you know Curry is older now, and if now the Warriors really need a big man. And the bar from you, Dibs, I can totally see uh, Wiseman going, yeah, 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 at that conference, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but,
2: uh, that's a four that was, for that, that drum, right? Great. That was great. I very appreciate good. it. We're, we're going to have you just leave on that note. Cause uh. that was, that's a solid four <laughs> for a- your 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 dipper Snicker is what that is. And, you know, Wiseman, I don't know if he'll play tonight, but I know I'll be all in on Detroit Pistons game. They're hosting San Antonio tonight. Then they go to Toronto, Boston, and Orlando uh, the Orlando game, of course, after the All-Star break. So, three more games for Detroit into the All-Star break. And then Wiseman will have about two dozen games coming out on the other side. A chance for him to make a real impact and, you know, get comfortable as a Pistons and then coming back next year with Detroit, 888 Also the Xfinity mobile text line, 888
3: I want to touch on that six points thing you were talking about. It's six points difference between where they're at and 15th. Right, 20, right now they're 26th in PPG
2: okay. allowed. They're allowing 118.3. Mm-hmm. The Toronto Raptors and Memphis Grizzlies are tied for ninth, and they're allowing 112.2. 6.1 points a game difference in what you're allowing. And I know there's a lot of factors. The Warriors play the fastest pace of mm-hmm. any team in the league, and they're, I think, 13th. Someone on the YouTube feed pointing out that they're 13th in field goal percentage allowed defensively. So that's a different metric than just the raw points per game because you mentioned it, Kyle. The points per game allowed is skewed in part by the fact that you turn the ball over uh, more than any team in basketball and you commit as many
3: fouls. You're second in turnovers and you're second in fouls committed. So those six points, so since January 1st, the Warriors are 9-9. and They've lost five games... By five or fewer points. If they go four and one, they're the three seed. Right. If they just flip that, if they take that, I know and I know it doesn't work, you know, point for point, but if they flip that, if they get six points better on the defensive end in those games and, and they just go four and one, like they're sitting in the three seed right now and the conversation we're having about this team is much, much different.
2: Absolutely. And that's where the addition of Gary Payton the second, I think can be profound yes. because you are right now the nine seed, 28 and 27, but you're a half game out of the seven. You're a full game out of the six. You're a game and a half out of the four. So things will change and can change dramatically in the Western Conference standings. And, you know, right now you look at points a game, you're at 118.5 scored, 118.3 allowed. Gary Payton II doesn't hurt how many points per game you're able to score. In fact, he might help you yeah. a tiny bit because he shoots more and scores more than James Wiseman did. Yeah. Defensively, Gary Payton II should help you significantly more than having to play Ty Jerome or and even, you know, Moses Moody who now can't crack the floor and James yeah. Wiseman who's been unable to play. Your defense got better yesterday. Your offense probably got a tiny bit better with GP two. So there's no reason why those numbers
3: don't continue to improve. I think two things can be true as we talk about this barbier kind of trade. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Like they they whiffed on James Wiseman, but they also got better yesterday. Like you could exactly. say the Wiseman thing went wrong, but pulling the plug on it to get better, I that m- that matters. And the Gary Payton the second edition. Matters, like they're going to be a better team now, and if you combine that with them locking in "quote unquote" in a way that they haven't through the first uh, fifty-five games, then I, I think the conversation about this team come playoff time is is a lot different. And I'm I'm going to assume they make the playoffs, but I, I I feel so much better about the Warriors now. Now that they have GP2, and again, not that he's an all-star caliber player, but when you look at what this team needed, it's like, yeah, you see how he can help right away.
2: No doubt. And the vibe's improved. Yeah, the vibe absolutely improved. Because you could tell that the veterans didn't want to have James Wiseman on the team. And I'm not sure if Steph Curry knocks on Bob Myers' door and says, you know, trade him or I'm not coming back from injury. That's a phone call. That's probably dramatic, (laughs) overly dramatic. But you had the sense that the vets and the young players are not on the same page. Jonathan Kaminga is a guy now who's earning his stripes to where he's able to play with the vets and they can tolerate it. I don't know if yes. they're loving it. And based on what we saw in Portland, where Kaminga was really struggling, Disaster. just disastrous, couldn't catch the ball. And he looked completely out of sorts, only shot the ball four times. I think that they're willing to be a little patient with that, but you've seen them and how they've acted toward Jordan Poole, the Steph Curry mouthpiece throw, Clay Thompson the other night putting mm-hmm. his hands up like not being as patient with Jordan Poole as as they probably could be but you see you know with Wiseman now gone
3: and GP2 coming back the vets are feeling a lot better i guess cuz Poole's supposed to know better right like he he took some audacious shots last year but it was never like it never felt outside of the flow of the offense and it never felt like overstepping it was like, hey, he got the ball in the corner in a big spot. He should take that shot and he would shoot it. It's not, oh, got the rebound, a fresh fourteen. Let's chuck a three in a three point game with twenty seconds. Exactly. Like, like, whoa, what are you So I think that's where the frustration comes from with Poole. It's it's like, dude, no, this is not this isn't it's not a matter of like, have you earned the right to do this? Like, that's just a bad basketball play. That's not what this team is. This team doesn't do bad basketball plays. They they do. They do. (laughs) (laughs) They do a lot, but it's not, you
2: know, it's usually just an aggressive mistake and the recklessness with the basketball, the turnovers, but it's, you know, the Jordan Poole lack of perspective plays that you see the vets getting frustrated with. And it's not why they're losing games, they're losing games in a number of different ways, but you can see the frustration that's on the faces of the vets. It's a little Kelly Oubre ish. A like, little bit, yeah, but he would do it, like, almost every possession. Right. Different different
3: team, different, Completely. I, I, I totally, get it. but I, I get that same little vibe of, like, Kelly Oubre would drive and try and dunk on three dudes when Kevon Looney's standing there in the dunker spot, it's like, dude, just just dish it, What you, you don't have to try and dunk on those guys, just get rid of the basketball, yeah. like, what are you, why are you standing in the corner, you gotta go cut, you gotta go make, I, I, I it's a, like I said,
2: the same but different. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. it's the phone line, it's also the text line, and this from the 650, Dibs, you lose the drop, back to Wiseman, so that is something that we need to, uh, I didn't know that would no, no, be a no. part of the trade. No, 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 Warriors and Pistons play every year. Twice, back so, to Wiseman, now yeah, I guess uh, we gotta hang on to the drop for uh, those two times a year yeah, yeah. where we need it, and uh, that's from the caller, huh? Impressive. That was SF SFA drummer. That's very good. He got a oh, solid... That's an elite <laughs> drop. <drum>. A <laughs> little, <laughs> little bit of three stooges in his... A little bit of curly from the stooges, but he got a solid four. But in a vacuum, to me, that's a great drop. Next time the Warriors get the number two pick overall, you got to trade out of that spot, Kyle, because the curse of the number two pick, it's a real thing. Let's just run through some of these names since the year 2000, and uh, I'll give you Strohmile Swift... In 2000, ah, Jay Williams, victimized by a motorcycle accident. Darko Milicic, a Mecca uh, Marvin Williams, a guy named Kevin Durant. I'm not sure if he ever panned out with the Super Sonics, but Who he was, you? was. Lamarcus Aldridge and KD go back to back number twos. Okay, Curse is Broken. Michael Beasley, Hashim the Beat, Evan Turner. He's, He's, a a <laughs> a oh, He's a jackass. That's a classic stiny.
6: Miles Turner.
0: He's a jackass.
2: It's Miles Turner. Sorry, Evan. Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. Uh, Jabari Parker. Never panned out mm. to be a number two. Number two. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third, James Wiseman. And now, I hate to say it, but Chet Holmgren. I mean, out for the year with a foot issue. TVD. Still TBD. TBD. Well, James Wiseman's still TBD. D- totally. And, and I think sophomore in Pacifica wants to chime in and say that he's TBD because the Warriors botched it. What's going on, sophomore?
1: <laughs> you, you got me. You got me. You guys were, you You came back to it. I'm proud of you. But you were, you were verging on an evasion sensation here. That's a buck. Uh, you know, if you, if you buy, thank you, if you buy a house for $2 million and you sell it for $500,000, you made a mistake. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what happens with that house later. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. The style of the house, you didn't like it. Two million out, 500,000 back. And that's about what we've done. And the lawyers had a chance to be the next Spurs. To, to, the two timelines was about maintaining excellence, like the two peaks of the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, holding up the whole thing and go over like decade, a couple decades of success. And now we don't have that. We're going to be a lot like the Bulls, where as long as MJ's there and strong, we're really good. As long as Steph is here and strong, we're really good. And we don't have a great bridge. After that, I'm very glad Kaminga's with us, uh, still with us. I think he's going to improve with GP2 on the floor. The next couple of years look real good. I just think we had a shot at something amazing down the road as well. And that's very probably now. Thank
2: you. I appreciate it, sophomore. And, uh, your home analogy is a little flawed because you bought it for 2 million. You sold it for 500 grand, but you might know that that house has got dry rot and a bad foundation. And you might realize that that house won't be worth a hundred grand in a year. So yes, you bought high with the number two overall pick and you didn't sell necessarily low. Now, that house could turn into a $5 million mega mm-hmm. mansion. We're going to have to wait and see in Detroit. But right now, you're at a spot where you had to cut bait with James Wiseman because he wasn't going to be good enough to help you soon enough to
3: help you. You also got five second round picks for that house. Don't forget that.
2: Oh, yeah, five seconds. <laughs> Seriously.
3: So, a uh, couple things. One, I think it was Bobby Hurley was in the motorcycle accident.
2: Not no, Jason Jay Williams. Williams. It was, was Jason, Jason Williams? Williams, yes. Absolutely. Motorcycle Bobby Hurley was a car crash. Oh, Jason Williams okay. was in a motorcycle Jeez accident that happened between the draft and his first year, I like, believe. Right outside
3: and, Arco Arena, right? And he was unable to ever really Oof. be an NBA player. Um, you got to Google it. So, I, I was going to, and then... I actually it, gave you the answer. Time. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, I did Google it. I asked Ibs. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like so, so over here. I want to I push back on what Sophomore said about the Warriors don't have two timelines anymore because they still have Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga was part of that. If you're trying to compare the Warriors to the Spurs, the Spurs had Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was the star of that second timeline, second generation, and obviously things went sour there. So, That's not off the table. I'm not saying Jonathan Kaminga is going to be Kawhi, but if you're saying because they traded Wiseman, it's over, the run is done, they're the Jordan-era Bulls. When it's done, it's done. I don't think that's necessarily the case, and I don't think the Warriors think that's the case, and I think that's why O.G. Ananobi isn't in a Warriors uniform. Well, I don't think that the Warriors ever
2: thought about two timelines like we all talked about two Mm timelines. They looked at James Wiseman and thought young player, big upside, Let's see how quickly we can get him into the fold and have him help us now. Because if he helps you now, Kyle, he's good enough to help you later. That's the way it works with NBA players. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's an NFL running back where he gets three to four good seasons and then he goes the way of Ezekiel Elliott. If James Wiseman got good enough soon enough to be a part of your core, he's good enough in five years to be a star player. And this is what you like about Jonathan Kaminga. And this is why they ultimately didn't trade Jonathan Kaminga. The San Francisco Gift and Jewelry Center. You know when you ask your partner what's wrong and they say nothing. The Valentine's Day gift you got last year is what's wrong. Was 70-
6: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Five showrooms in one location this Valentine's Day. Let the San Francisco Gift and Jewelry Center help you right some wrongs. Visit 888 Brandon Street or shop online at sfgcjm.com. Kyle's in for Mark Willard today. Your phone calls next, and we'll talk Super Bowl with Trista Crick. At the top of the hour, it's Willard and Dibs on 95-7, the game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I've never felt like this <laughs> before. Back to on 95
1: the
2: game. It like so
3: real. I'm obsessive when just one thought of you comes up.
2: I'm trying not to be into this right now,
3: Kyle. I messed up because I've been betting on SZA songs.
2: (laughs) That's not working. (laughs) Kyle's in for Mark. It's Willard and Dibbs, and we are celebrating Rihanna. She's a Barbadian, right? From the island of Barbados. She's not Barbadosian. She's a Barbadian. A Barbadite. Barbadian. Barbadian. She's a Barbadite. No, she's a Barbadian. Yes, not a Biden, not a Bar Biden. I was gonna say like that. Sleepy Joe. That's my president. Exactly. What? Yeah. State of the what? It turns out chandelier is not a Rihanna song. Who knew? Yeah. That's would be SZA, not Rihanna. See ya. Oh, See Sia, Sia, not SZA, Sia, thank what, did you. Did I say Sia? I meant You Sia. did. We may have to bad. start this whole segment right, over. We go.
3: Three d- Joe, run the song back. Trista Crick joining
2: us oh, at the top man. of the hour. She is an Odyssey gambling insider. We're going to get her thoughts on the Super Bowl, some Super Bowl props, because the Super Bowl, Kyle, is coming up on Sunday. We haven't really talked a lot about right. it because the James Wiseman trade has captured our imagination and stolen the headlights from the Eagles and the Chiefs.
3: I'm fine with that. Because I don't bet a lot, but the Super Bowl, I'm irresponsible with it, and I can't wait. Yeah, Reno, and we're going to talk to Trista Crick about that a little. I love it. Okay, I'm going to win some bets this year. Sounds good. And uh, I'm actually thinking about opening
2: up the account again because I feel that strongly about the Philadelphia Eagles. I I think the Eagles win this one comfortably by ten or more. Oh, although I I don't love the alternate line, the money on it. Uh, Eagles minus ten and a half you only getting like plus 350, we saw. That's not a lot of juice. Not enough juice for me. I don't love it. No, so I'm i thinking about just taking the Eagles minus the one and a half, which is minus 110. Bet 110 to win 100, and uh, we'll see if I can open that account before uh, Sunday. I am in on some Fingers squares. Uh, 25 bucks a square, so some pretty lucrative square action possibly coming my way.
3: Super Bowl Square is underrated in the scope of like sports things that get non sports people involved. Fantasy football's up there. My brother couldn't March Madness
2: bracket is up there. That's the
3: number one. March Madness Bracket I is... Think I think Squares
2: one. is number one. You think so? My my lovely wife, Supper, who we refer to as Supper because she calls the meal, the last meal of the day, she calls it Supper and not Dinner, so she now goes by the moniker of Supper. Sure. She's in on Squares, right? out on March Madness Bracket. She won't fill out a bracket, but she will buy Squares. Really? So yeah,
3: that's my line
2: of, uh, of interest level, absolutely.
3: My wife, who does not yet have a nickname, is out on sports in general. But she does brackets. She's in on Super Bowl squares. She's like, "Where's our props? We do a big props table thing where you fill out which ones you want, and then you keep a mark, and you, you know you win money." And she's like, "Where's my props table? Give me that. I'm making picks." Okay, like she's about it, about it when it comes to any competition that allows her to get a piece of the action. I love it. Triple eight nine five
2: seven ninety five seventy. How are you gambling on this Super Bowl? What's your pick? What's your play? What's your Your side, pick your poison, and Trista Crick joining us at the top of the hour. But right now, we are still drawing reaction from the James Wiseman trade. James Wiseman goes to Detroit to now play for the worst team in the Eastern Conference and one of the worst teams in all of basketball. Only the Rockets have a worse record than the Detroit Pistons. But when you start to think about James Wiseman going to Detroit, and we'll get into the Gary Payton the second side coming to Golden State here momentarily, But think about the Detroit Pistons and what they have coming in terms of the future of that organization. Cade Cunningham, a terrific young player, out for the year. They're going to have quite a juicy young core in Detroit next year as uh, James Wiseman joins a team. That already has Jalen Duran at center, who's younger than James Wiseman. Jaden Ivey, younger than James Wiseman. Yeah. Isaiah Stewart, younger than Wiseman. This is a,
3: like an under-22 elite squad in Detroit. Yeah, they also have Marvin Bagley, who's like James Wiseman 1.0. They're just taking flyers. He's, he's an old man though, at 23. <laughs> They're just taking flyers on these like young, right, big men, and going, hey, let's figure this out. I, I, I like it. They're at minimum going to be fun, and they might be really good if Jalen Duran or 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 and or James Wiseman pan out with Cade Cunningham. Yeah you mentioned is a really good player, Jaden Ivey, having a nice little rookie year. I, I I like what Detroit's doing. They're they're going to be my league pass team. They're my new league pass team. Teams. No doubt, and I can't get off a league pass, as Monte knows. You're on there right now. Yes, yeah, seriously. We're watching no. Hornet Talks from the other night. Can't help but watch it.
2: I'm a big <laughs> fan of the LP, as we call it in my house, the league pass. So. Yeah, no doubt. Locked in. James Wiseman, by the way, the sixth youngest player on the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> That's great. And, and the Pistons, by the way, with a chance to get Victor Wenbanyama, As well, so they could go. uh, They could be hosting a bunch of seven footers on that team. You got glut of seven footers Jalen Duran and Duran at six eleven, and Wiseman seven foot. Bagley six ten. When Benyama goes about seriously, (laughs) Wiseman (laughs)
3: could be the two guard
2: on that team (laughs) next year.
3: It's just the the. It's you got four guys of six eleven or taller. I love the zag. League zigging towards small ball lineups, Detroit zagging. No, I I think this is a really good spot for James Wiseman because he went second. When you go second, you're supposed to go to a bad team. You're supposed to be going to a team where it's like, yeah, hey, we're hopeful to win 30 games this year. That's a great season, and you're just going to play a lot. But he went to this Warriors team that had a really bad year because of the Steph injury and then got thrust into a situation where it's like, yeah, by the way, This is a play-in team. Oh, and now it's a finals team. And they were hurt. Right. And now they're hoping to contend again. It stinks for him. The fact that he was hurt
2: is the biggest blow to all this because Warrior fans feel unfulfilled. If James Wiseman didn't get hurt, he missed all 82 last year. If he would have been able to play at least some, I think Warriors fans would feel better knowing at least whether or not they believe Mm -hmm. he can play. The guy has only played 60 games in his whole NBA career. If you add those 60 games... With the three games that he played at Memphis, that's 63 games. I know the math can get tricky here, but the average college season is about 30 to 35 games. So James Wiseman is basically leaving his sophomore year at Memphis. And imagine if he was... In terms of game split. In terms of yeah, high-level basketball played since high school, he's played two college seasons worth. He's going to turn 22 uh, next month. And he's only played 65 games above high school. So it's frustrating the Warriors didn't get a chance to see him. Now James Wiseman gets to go to Detroit and showcase his skills. 888 957 is the phone number. It's also the Xfinity mobile text line. This uh, segment brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Not a single one. From the 207 and also from the 415. People from Barbados are called Bajans. Bajans. I did not know that. Thank you, Texters, for correcting me. I believe I said Barbadans. Might have made that up on the spot. Might not have.
3: Well, according to a quick Google search, they are called Barbadians, But yeah, Bejans is another word. So you guys are both right. Like the Texas running back, Bejans Robinson. Look at me, Lubman. Kyle, it's a two only because I have
2: no idea who that is. Bejans Robinson? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, it's, not, it's down to a one. Not
3: NFL draft. Not
2: to be confused with Boban Bejanovic. That's <laughs> even better. See, that's a solid three. That's a solid three. That's Ken really and good. Richmond, please save us. Mark Willard's oh, God, out. Please, Kyle's okay. in. And the puns are flying. What's up, Ken? What are you doing?
5: What's going on, Div? How you doing? What's up, Cal? How y'all doing?
2: What's up, man? Living the dream, Ken. This is a lot of fun today. Super Bowl in two days, and we got a big, juicy trade to talk about. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, man. For, 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 I'm going to just tell you right now, man. As far as the Super Bowl, man, I'm still a little hurt. And, uh, you know, I'm going for Rihanna, just just to let you know who I'm mm. going for. Mm. But, uh, but I wanted Same. to call and talk about James Wiseman, man. I feel like... I don't wanna say that the Warriors whiffed with the number two pick because it's like how can you pass up on the seventh footer with that with that offensive offensive game potentially, but James Wiseman I don't think that time the the his development and his timing was not for Golden State because Golden State is not they're not looking for James Wiseman offense, they're looking for James Wiseman defense, mm-hmm. his 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 getting after the rebound and him, and him being able to screen and cut and, and do forfeit, etc. But James Wiseman was just an offensive. He was just a, he's an offensive specimen. Like I, I wish him the best in Detroit, man, but I don't feel the Warriors. I don't feel the Warriors miss. I don't feel like they dropped the ball. It's just, I just feel like it was bad timing for James Wiseman. Like, man, I, I, James Wiseman hit, he wanted the ball and the Warriors didn't have, he was, the Warriors offense is not fit for him to just for him to just get the ball and just do his thing. It's for him to get the ball, past, screen, run, cut, mm-hmm. get on the get get aggressive on the defensive, go for blocks and go for rebounds. So, you know, I mean, I I you know, I I wish him all the best, but yeah. I don't believe I don't believe the Warriors dropped the ball with James Wiseman because you drop when when people when in the NBA when you drop the ball, you drop the ball with guards. You never really drop the ball with big men. It's because it's even big. Look at JaVel McGee. When he came to the Warriors, everybody was like, I don't know. And look what he turned into after he left. He turned into he was a champion. Everybody yeah. wanted him. I mean, I know I know now he's not playing, but but look what he did after leaving Golden State. So, I mean, you know, James Wiseman, it'll get better for him, but it just it just this this wasn't a team. It just this wasn't it right here.
2: This it was just bad timing. Thanks Ken. And I the, appreciate the, that Ken. Sorry to give you the quick hook there.
3: And the injury was part of the reason that that timing got thrown off. I would love to see the alternate universe where James Wiseman was healthy for his entire rookie year, got a full off season of work and then went into last year healthy. Right. How does he contribute to that team? And maybe he doesn't. Maybe maybe he's just not good. Well, maybe I don't think he's good for this
2: team and the way they like to play, and Ken was touching on that a little bit in terms of player movement, ball movement, and what you ask your bigs to do offensively is something that he just was starting to learn to do, which is set that high screen, roll to the hoop, and occasionally be able to score near the basket when they throw the ball to you.
3: Yeah, the amount of times that on a possession he just ran down to the post and put his hand up, it's like, dude... You got, you got to get out of there. And then when he would set a screen, he would start to roll before, like it was just not. Yeah, it was. It, it was really clear that there were just things he needed to pick up. And with Jonathan Kaminga, we talked. We talked about earlier this year how difficult it is to learn to play with Steph. it was Bob Myers is talking about it. Yeah, like playing with Steph is just a different beast. So having to learn how to do that—it might have been Moses Moody, actually, ironically enough. Like, learning how to play with Steph, like, that's just a different thing. And Kaminga was going into year three, and he wasn't doing enough to help the team, and they're struggling, so they need all the help they can possibly get. It just—it was a a whole mix, starting with his injury his rookie year— It was just a stew of really bad circumstances.
2: Right. Injuries and inexperience and maybe an ill fit in terms of the way the Warriors like to play. And you said Kelly Oubre Jr.'s name earlier, and he's a great example of a guy who didn't know how to play with Steph Curry and play in the Warriors' system. Oftentimes, he'd find himself in the corner where Steph Curry is making a cut from the weak side to that very corner, and it's like, bro, I'm, I'm trying to get open here for a three, and you are not only in the way, but now you've dragged your guy yeah. to where when I do get the ball on the wing, I've got my defender, your defender, i got a host of defenders, and you're chilling in the corner doing nothing but... You're shot blocking me, is what uh, what I'd have to say there. But he looked great doing it. He sure did. Man. Handsome. I got body envy, <laughs> as uh, somebody might say. Trista Crick at the top of the hour. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. 9570 While we're talking about goo, I might as well share my what are you doing. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily need to play the intro, but Willard and Dibs like to know what are you doing. Yesterday, Goo likes to send me a lot of things. Instagram, uh, Instagram messages. And I love it. He'll send me content. He'll send me takes. He's a good friend in terms of interactivity. Yesterday, I get a text on my phone with just a YouTube link. And I'm a little hesitant because there was no explanation. But I click on the link. Up pops a two-minute weight loss infomercial. And so I got about halfway through it. I think it was for Noom or one of these intermittent fasting deals. I get about halfway through, and I stop it, and I hit him back with a classic all-caps, WTF. What the friend? Mm -hmm. What what the hell, friend? I got body envy. Warrior trade, friend. Are you telling me? Yeah, warrior WTF. Are you telling me I need to lose a few? Because I do need to lose a few. I'll say it. He's fat. So then I hit him back. He's like, oh, my bad. He meant to send me a common... Uh, YouTube freestyle, an eight minute, you know, common the Chicago rapper. Of course. He sends me a, a the actual clip, a YouTube of eight minutes of common. So, and when he sent that, he's like, I know, 945. What are you doing? <laughs> I said, You're the best goo. So, hey, goo, check your links. What are you doing, bro? I got three kids and a bunch of problems yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyway, triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy reactions on the Wiseman trade. Let's talk about the GP2 angle of this, Kyle, because the Warriors get better. And I asked you earlier if they got better enough to, quote, get over the hump. And I don't know if it's fair to say whether or not Gary Payton II helps you now win a championship or not, because where you are, you're ninth right now. You're fighting for your life to just make it in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. to avoid the play-in. And you might be fighting to just... Get in the play-in. You're not going to have Steph Curry for at least two weeks, maybe three weeks. I don't think that Steph comes back until early March based on the fact that they're going to reevaluate him after the All-Star break. Once they do reevaluate him, if he's good to go, cleared to play, it takes about a week to get back ramped up with a knee injury. This is not his shoulder injury where he's still able to run up and down and keep his legs fresh with the knee You're basically shut down from a lower body standpoint. And with the shoulder, I'd imagine Steph's not doing a lot of anything. So if he's out until early March, now that you've added GP2, where do the Warriors sit in terms of their addition and once Steph Curry comes back?
3: I think they're fine right now because we've seen them win games without Steph before. So I think they're in a spot where if you can just maintain, stay a game maybe two above five hundred until Steph gets back, And then, like I said, at that point, you got to flip your switch, whichever, whatever switch there is to flip, you, you, you have to do it on both ends of the floor because you have to play your best as disastrous as this year has been on multiple fronts. If you're playing your best basketball in mid-March into the end of March, you're putting yourself in a good spot. And then even after all the trades yesterday, when you look up and down the West, Is there a team that going into a playoff series, you would be like the Warriors cannot win this series? Because I don't see it. Right. There's no team that you look at and say they can't possibly beat them. Right. The
2: Denver Nuggets, 38 and 16, are a team that are very good. And I think it's a tough matchup for Golden State in terms of you know, Nikola Jokic, for example, who guards Jokic. Looney's had a real difficult time. Draymond can certainly he does a good job against Jokic you've got, you know, Murray in the backcourt, you've got a host of athletic wings. I think Denver, in terms of being able to score, gives your defense a lot of trouble. But then again, GP2 added now. Mm -hmm. How much does that help you
3: against Denver in particular? It's another guy to throw at Jamal Murray. Right. And it's, I don't know if you can throw him on Michael Porter Jr., but that's what Andrew Wiggins is for. And that's what I think Klay Thompson's defense in the playoffs is going to matter a lot because I felt one of the turning points in the finals was in game four, his defense in the fourth quarter like turned on. And he was really good defensively the rest of the way. And I think it was a big reason that, that the Warriors won that series. So I, I think GP2, when you just look at, I mean, Jamal Murray or Devin Booker slash Chris Paul, yeah um, Ja Morant, slash Desmond Bain, uh, there's there's guys on every team that it's like, okay, GP2 helps there. Again, you're not going to shut these guys down. But can you slow them up a little bit? Can you can you make it so, okay, Nikola Jokic um, is going to be really effective? Like, you can't just... You're just going to throw Draymond on Nikola Jokic and be like, cool, you're taking him... He's the arguably the best player in the league right, right now. But if you can mitigate other players against Denver specifically... Um, GP2 helps you do that. 888-957-9570, what do you make of the GP2 acquisition?
2: Where does this put Golden State? Bonte this morning did a quick rat-a-tat-tat. It wasn't an official King of the Hill ranking of the Western Conference, but Joe asked him on the spot, and he had the Warriors fifth right now among Western Conference teams mm. in terms of where he sees them. So that's not, it's not a vote of supreme confidence from where... They are where they can be, but a lot of this, to me, depends on Steph Curry and how healthy he is when he returns. Andrew Bogut yesterday came on with Steiny and Guru and talked about his opinion. That no team in the West wants a piece of Golden State come April.
0: Still a Dangerous team. I mean, look, you, you, you know, from the plane makes it a bit harder. Where they're at now, they're ninth in the West. They could potentially go, you know, fourth, tenth if they lose a game or two. Again, if they sneak into five or six, I, I still. If, I, if I'm a one, two, three, four seed, I don't, I don't want to play them. Um, I, I think they, they they really strategize playoff series as well. They really make good adjustments, and they've got some killers on that team that have been there. So that's the one team below maybe five or six that you do not want to see. But I think think you're going to get a bit of consistency, it comes down it comes down to a bit of luck as well. So, yeah, it's going it's to be really interesting to see if I can put that, switch that quickly.
2: That's all-star break. Yeah, he's saying that uh, it comes down to injuries and luck, and, and last year they had both go their way. The injuries all subsided. Draymond got a good, healthy dose of rest to get healthy. Steph missed a couple weeks late. He got healthy. Clay sat out about 50 games, and he was able to get some momentum. And they also caught some breaks in terms of phoenix getting knocked out of their way so do they still have enough though kyle a team at 7 and 21 on the road in the regular season with health and luck do they still
3: have enough this year to make it happen i i don't want to i don't want to rule it out entirely but it definitely it's a bigger uphill climb than it's been any of the years since 2015 like absolutely but when you're looking at realistically, can they piece this together? Andrew Bogut mentioned they strategize in playoff series as well as anybody that had been there before. Every big spot in the playoffs last year, every turning point in a series, the Warriors figured out a way to win that turning point, whether it was a possession or a stretch of minutes or a quarter. They always rallied and figured out how to be the better team in the key spots. And I think that is very much still a factor. Are they as talented as they were last year? Maybe not. Are they going to get the same Andrew Wiggins that showed up in the finals? TBD. He hasn't been playing very well. But I think the fact that you now have GP2, you start to see like, okay, in a playoff series, they have more options and different ways that they can match up. It's just a matter of, are they going to play well enough? Can they stop turning the ball over, and can they get those stops defensively? Get the stops defensively,
2: and they need to be at least a mediocre defensive team to be a (laughs) champ. Last year, they were third in the league in defense in points per game allowed. The offense wasn't as good last year as it was this year, and yet that was good enough. Tim is in Napa, and he wants to talk about the big trade. Tim, uh, what are you doing, Tim? What's going on? Hello? Hey, Tim, what are you doing?
1: Uh, I am uh, going to the dog park uh, and also very disgruntled oh. about this trade.
2: What kind of dog are you rolling with, Tim?
1: Uh, he is a Lab Husky Mix. He kind of looks like a Swiss Mountain Dog, though. He's a Lusky. Nice. We, we, we call uh-huh. him uh, Huskador. Okay. So what has you so disgruntled um, about the trade Barbados? yesterday? I think it's a trash trade. I mean... Obviously, like, uh, GP2 was great for the Warriors last year. Um, he could probably be an upgrade over Wiseman moving forward. But this is the number two pick in the draft only, like, two years ago. And you're only getting a guy that you might only really get for another year, really. And he's not actually even better than Sadiq Bay that we would probably have preferred. I just don't get it.
2: Yeah, Thank you for that, uh, Tim. It was three years ago, officially. So you get to the point after two and a half seasons of James Wiseman where internally you look at what he's done and what you project him to possibly be, and you realize that you need something now. Because if James Wiseman's going to be the player you thought he was when you drafted him number two overall, but he's not going to be that player for three years I don't think you necessarily have the time to wait if you really want to give one more push with Steph Clay and Dre in this window.
3: What have you seen from James Wiseman in his sixty games that makes that makes you think, hey, this guy can contribute on a championship team right now? Not much. No, not I
2: much. I frankly Well, this championship team especially, because the way you play and the way James Wiseman, even when he excels, he hasn't really excelled the way that you need him to in this system.
3: Exactly. That's 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 the key point. It's not about blow everything up for a, another run with Steph. It's not about that. If they wanted to do that, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga wouldn't be in Warriors uniforms right now. But they kept those guys because they have an eye on the future. But based on what we've seen with James Wiseman, it's like, yeah, hey, you know what? This isn't working out. Better to cut their losses now than handcuff them, handcuff themselves over the next couple of years by keeping him.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, Sadiq Bay might be a better player than GP2, but you know what Gary Payton II yes. can do in this system. He's been a champion with you. Your veteran core loves playing with him. So to me, it's a non-starter between who you would rather have. This is brought to you by Cal Hope. We're going to take a quick detour and talk Super Bowl. Coming up next, Trista Crick, friend of the program. She's an Odyssey gambling insider. She's going to join us, Kyle, and talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Also
3: a huge NBA fan, so she'll have
2: James Wiseman takes. No doubt. That's coming up next.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.